welcome to the weekly podcast of River Valley Church. We're glad you're here. Our heart is to lead people to Jesus and launch them into their God-given purpose. So we pray you would encounter God in a fresh, new way today. To learn more about our church, visit rivervalley.org. Now, let's tune in to this week's message. I pray, I pray always, all, all different ways. And we're in the middle of a series called Hold Nothing Back. Um, it's a six-week series. We're doing it special. We're, we're doing messages on the weekend. And then during the week, we have life groups that are meeting. And, and they're going deeper. Okay, so just as a review, first week, uh, two weeks ago was Surrender. That was amazing. I don't know about you guys. I needed that message. Last week was gratitude. Awesome. Like, I, I never want to not be thankful to God or anyone, for that matter. I want to have a grateful heart. So it was great growing and learning on that. And then this week is prayer. So this week we're talking about prayer. And, and, uh, and if you haven't, I just want to say this. If you haven't joined the life group yet, okay, you're not, it's not too late. It's never too late. Uh, like, I, I promise you, if, if you're coming on the weekend, praise God, you're getting half of the material, but the other half is in the life groups, and, and then you get the community, and you get to grow with other people, and, and you never know, God's going to speak to you through other people in the life group, too, so not too late. Another thing that we're doing that's new on the topic of prayer, we just started this. I am fired up for this because I've had it on my heart for a long time. We have, we have a life group started by Lynn and Sue Hartman, and it's, it's prayer and intercession group that's happening on Wednesday nights in the Goldport uh, at 6.30 p.m., so so if you, if you want to pray, uh, like, or you're learning to pray, or you need prayer, show up on Wednesday nights at 6.30 p.m. Enjoy. It was amazing last Wednesday, and I know it's only going to get better. So, uh, hey, as we start this, I just want to say prayer works. Can I just say that? Prayer works. Why? Because nothing's impossible for our God. And when we pray, that's who we're talking to. Amen. Uh, and, and I just want you to know, I prepared a ton for this message, okay? I got, I got resources. I, I, we teach on prayer at Alpha. It's one of the weeks at Alpha. Um, I, you know, I, I did some research. I read a book once on, uh, called Circle Maker, amazing book by Mark Batterson. Um, personal life experience. I hope you're fired up for that, that your pastor has personal life experience in prayer. <laughs> Should. Uh, and then um, there's an amazing message that I, I randomly found by uh, Saddleback. You know, Rick Warren, he's the purpose-driven life guy. Did an amazing min- uh, message on this. So some of the stuff that I'm going to share with you is from that. But, but I'm going to tell you, all of it's from here. It's, all of it's from the Bible, amen? And you're going to get a lot of it, so you better be ready. Because uh, David back there, thank you, David. David, whenever I preach, I told David, whenever I preach, you're going to have a lot of scriptures. Why? Because I want to keep you busy and you don't get bored. So thank you, David, for being amazing and taking care of me. Um, my father-in-law, so he was actually at the last service. It was awesome having Jimmy here. The other night, he wanted to encourage me. And we're sitting there at dinner, and he goes, hey, Topper, like, you know people only remember like 5% of what you preach. <laughs> like, Thanks, Jimmy. I'm so fired up for Sunday right now. Got me excited. Well, I'm just going to tell you, I prepared hours for this, and I want you to be blessed like I was blessed. So get a pen and a paper and take notes, because I want you to remember more than 5% of what I share. Amen? 
Amen. Get ready. We're going. All right. So you might be like, well, how do we pray? Some of you might be in here. You might be that person that, that I might call on if we were near each other. Like you've never prayed out loud. You don't know how to pray. You want to grow in prayer. Praise God. How do we pray? Well, you might be hoping that I'm going to give you a formula. And if you just do these things, then God's going to answer your prayers. I get that. I get we always want a formula. I, but I, I'm just saying Nothing against formulas, but sometimes formulas can re lead to religion. And how many of you know we worship a God who wants your relationship? He loves you. And when we're praying, we are in a conversation with someone, a life-giving conversation with someone really important, namely God. And so I don't want you to miss out on what truly prayer is. I promise you, when you pray, you're going to be blessed just in the time spending with God. I know this is true because even Jesus got a way to pray a lot. Jesus, you'd think Jesus, did Jesus need to pray? Yeah, evidently, because he did. In fact, in Mark 1.35, it says that before daybreak, Jesus uh, went and he got away and he went out to an isolated place to pray. And you might be like, okay, Top, do I got to get up before daybreak if I'm going to pray? Because you, be, you might be that not morning person. I'm going to say this. I believe Jesus did that because he wanted to be alone with his father. So you got to figure out where that place is that you can just, yes, you can pray all day. You can pray in your cubicle. You can pray in your car. You can pray anywhere. But get some time to be alone with your heavenly father. He loves that, by the way. He loves that. And I, I love my time alone with my Heavenly Father. Um, cool thing about prayer, all three Godheads of the Trinity are involved. So we pray to the Father, okay? We're praying to the Father. Jesus taught this in the Lord's Prayer. He said, our Father, who art in heaven, right? Whole, hallowed be thy name, right? That's what Jesus said. Uh, that's the Lutheran version. I grew up Lutheran, so that's the one I got memorized. Uh, the second thing is we pray through the Son, through Jesus, in Jesus' name. That's how we have access to the Father. I don't know if you remember when he died on the cross, the curtain was torn into the Holy of Holies. That was symbolic of entrance and access to the Father through the Son, Jesus. Uh, in John 16, 23, it said, in that day, Jesus is talking. He says, you will no longer ask me anything. Very truly, I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Uh, the third thing is, is we are led by and empowered by his Holy Spirit when we pray. That's, that's, that's how we're praying. We're praying by the Holy Spirit. Uh, Ephesians 6.18, this is, this is where Paul, he's talking, telling us like, hey, your enemy, just so you know, isn't people. It's, it's the principalities in this dark world. That, that, that's your enemy. And he tells us we need to put on the full armor of God. And after that, he says in verse 18, he says, And pray in the Spirit at all times and on every occasion, stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. Our prayers are led and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, for today, this is what God put on my heart for, the, for us. For us today in here, in this room, is God is desiring persistent prayer. Persistent prayer that, that grows in us, this faith that is, it's, it's hard to put words to because of persistence in prayer. Uh, before we get into that, I want to just read a promise so that you know that it's worth it. First John 5, 14, it says, this is the confidence that we have approaching God. 
that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know that we have what we have asked of him. That's an amazing promise. And I believe it's 100% true. Why? Because it's in his word. And our God keeps his promises. And you might be like, well, then why am I not getting my prayers answered? Great question. (laughs) I hope I answer that today. So will you bow your heads with me? And I want to pray real quick before we go any further. Dear God, Lord, we need you. And we, we want your wisdom today. God, no one showed up to get topper wisdom. Lord, they want your wisdom. And may your Holy Spirit do something special in our hearts and show something, God, that we need today. God, I pray for breakthrough in your, Jesus, your name, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now, before we go any further, firstly, I just want to say this. I am fully aware that there's people in the room <coughs> that you've been praying, desperately praying and waiting on God for answers to your prayers. Okay. And I, I, I'm with you just so you know. So I pray that, that this is a message where you're receiving and gleaning from this message, maybe something that you needed. Um, Romans 12, 12 says, be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Secondly, can we just right now declare something that's so important? Did you know God is good all the time? Like, all the time, God is good. That's an oversaved worship leader. Praise God right there. I love that. Here's the deal. We have an enemy of our soul that loves to lie. He loves to get a lie in here. And I said that for a purpose because I wanted to extinguish the lie that he might make you continue to believe so you couldn't receive what you need to receive today. God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. Thirdly, God cares for you. If the enemy told you that he doesn't, that is a lie from the pit of hell. Our God cares for you. 1 Peter 5, 7 says that cast all your anxiety on him. Why? Because he cares for you. It's that simple. Jesus, he taught his disciples persistence in prayer. Not just once, but twice. And I just want you to know, when, when Jesus teaches something twice, he's trying to like, I meant it, like, Take this to heart. In Luke 11 and Luke 18, he teaches on persistent prayer. And he uses parables. And it's important to know that when Jesus used parables, they were like stories that that illustrated and taught us a life principle. Some of them were, this is what you should do. Some of them is, this isn't what you should do. Or this isn't how it is, okay? So he teaches in Luke 11, he, he says to his disciples, it's like, He's like, hey, this is the first place, by the way. They came to Jesus like, Jesus, teach us how to pray. Like, we need to know how to pray. The other place is Matthew 6. So he teaches them the Lord's Prayer. But then he goes into this parable about this buddy, so-called buddy, that goes over to his other friend's house and knocks on his door at midnight. Now, I know for some of you young people that are still up at that time of the day, you're like, big deal. Like, praise God, come over at midnight anytime. But like for old people like me that go to bed way earlier than that, I'd be like, hey, what, you know, I'm in bed. Like, do you mind? And that's what was going on between these two guys. He's like, go away. Like, he needed bread. He had people show up to his house and the the culture that day, it was hospitality. Like, if someone shows up at my house, I'm feeding them. Well, he didn't have any bread. So what does he do? He goes to his neighbor. His neighbor's trying to shoo him away. And, And the principle that Jesus was trying to get to was that, that keep knocking and the door's going to be open. 
In Luke eleven nine, 9, he says this, So I tell you, keep on asking and you'll receive what you ask for. Keep on seeking and you'll find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. Persistence. Keep going. Keep going. It's an invitation God is giving us in prayer. Don't give up. Luke 18, amazing story, parable about uh, the widow and the judge. And I'm just going to read it to you uh, because it's, it's like, I, I can read it faster, I can explain it. But it says, one day, Jesus told his disciples a story to show them they should pray always. Always pray and never give up. Always pray and never give up. He said, there was a judge in a certain city who neither feared God nor cared about people. A widow of that city came to him repeatedly saying, give me justice in this dispute with my enemy. The judge ignored her for a while, but finally he said to himself, look, I don't fear God or care about people, but this woman is driving me crazy. (laughs) I love that. I'm going to see that she gets justice because she is wearing me out with her constant requests. Now here's the key to the story, okay? Key to the story, the Lord said, learn a lesson from the unjust judge. Even he rendered a just decision in the end. So don't you think that God will surely give justice to his chosen people who cry out to him night and day? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will grant justice to them quickly. But when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? How many will he find that have faith? I'm just telling you, faith matters to God. Persistence speaks loudly if you have faith or not. Are you willing to keep coming? God's inviting us into prayer. So what's the point of unanswered prayers? Why won't he just answer my prayers? Let's just talk practically real quick, okay? What happens if God doesn't answer our prayer and we keep seeking him, keep knocking, keep coming after him? What happens? Where's the focus? Where's our focus on when we keep asking, keep knocking? Jesus, right? As long as we keep praying, our focus is on God, the answer and solution to all of our problems and more. Uh, uh, John Maxwell shared this. It was awesome. He said, what we focus on gets larger and larger and larger. I don't know about you. I want God, God to get bigger in my world. I don't need my problem getting bigger. The enemy will do that easy enough in your world, right? Don't focus on your problem. Keep praying. Focus on Jesus. What happens, by the way, to children who get what they want all the time? What happens? Parents, come on. You can laugh. It's like, yeah, spoiled, entitled. I don't want to be a spoiled, entitled Christian. I'm just telling you. Like, I'm okay waiting. And even even if we give our children everything they want, What happens when they leave the home, when they go out into the real world? Like, what's going to happen if they always got what they wanted? A little bit of disappointment, to say the least. God is up to something, church, and I believe God knows something we maybe don't. I'm just being honest. In my waiting, I've had the opportunity to learn a lot about myself. And for that, I'm thankful for the waiting. I'm just being honest. But I don't wait passively. I never wait passively. Like, if you know me, I'm anything but passive. Like, I'm going after God with everything that I got. And I know that my unanswered prayers have a way of testing my faith. And when our faith is tested, there's a, purify, a pur- purifying time going on. 
And when God purifies you, when he purifies you like silver or gold, the silver and gold doesn't get worse, it gets better. It gets more pure. Zechariah 13.9 said this, I will bring that group through the fire and make them pure. I will refine them like silver purify and purify them like gold. They will call on my name and I will answer them. Purification is an amazing process. It's just we don't like it sometimes. <clears throat> now, to finish this out, I want to share with us five areas, five ways that we are tested by unanswered prayers, okay? Five tests that unanswered prayers bring to our lives. Number one, you can write this down. Five unanswered prayers tests my desires, okay? Is this a legit desire or is it just a whim? How many of you know, if you've taken Financial Peace University, good rule of thumb, you're in the grocery store or the mall and you see something, you're, you're bound to see something you'd love to buy, right? What's the best thing you can do? <laughs> Self-control, walk away, just walk away, drop the credit card and walk away, like, right? Like, wait, just wait, see if you really need this thing. Like, and then maybe come back if you really need it and get it later. But God's like, sometimes I think our waiting tests our desires. Is this a real, legit desire? And I just want you to know, I think God's planting desires in our heart. I believe a lot of my desires came from God. And, and if God put it in you, I believe he'll put in the tenacity for you to stick it out. Psalm 37, 4 says this. I love this psalm. Take delight in the Lord and he will give you your, the desires of your heart. God will give you the desires of your heart. Never give up. Never give up on your desires. This is where we find ourselves, the amazing combination that we have. And I've heard this said. I have no clue who said it. But it, it's work hard. Like it all depends on you, but pray hard like it all depends on God. Work hard like it depends on you. Pray hard like it depends on God. Number two, unanswered prayers test my priorities. What are your priorities? What really matters to you? Maybe God's trying to help you figure that out. If you, if you are trying to figure it out, sometimes you can tell by what you worry about. Look at your worrying Okay, and then maybe you can try and figure out your, your priorities, at least for the moment, right? But here's what I encourage you. Just because you're worrying about it doesn't mean that it's legit. Don't, don't think like that's actually a top priority in God's world or that you've got your priorities in order, okay? Um, and by the way, uh, unsaved people can worry and not pray. Okay, unsaved people do that. So when you worry, please pray. Like, let your worries lead you to pray. And some of you might be like, I'm going to be praying a lot because I worry a lot. Okay, praise God. But God's going to give you a peace that surpasses all understanding. I believe that. Turn your worries into prayers. And, and my question is, is, are you only concerned about yourself? Now, I trust and believe that our Heavenly Father cares about our needs. He, uh, he does. And he, he invites us to, to bring our needs to him. But he also cares about your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, the world you live in. He wants you to be focused on the mission and God cares about their needs too. Does your heart beat with the same beat that God's heart does? This is how David was. David had a heart after God. Are you putting God first? Is he part of your priority list? Are you tithing? <laughs> 
are you giving him your time? Are you putting him first in your time in your day? I'm telling you, like, I pray that you're spending time with God in the word every day. Just so you know, prayers combined with his word, boom, powerful. That's where you get your prayers from. That's where I get my prayers from. Um, are you putting God first? Three, unanswered prayers test our motives. What's your motive? Are you praying from a pure motive? Is, is your prayer according to his will or your will? In, 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 the, in the promise that I read in 1 John 5, 14, it says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. If we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Uh, Jesus, Jesus was known, Jesus always surrendered his will to the Father's will. He said, not my will be done, but your will, God. Um, and you're like, well, what's God's will? I, I mean, you may have asked, I think you have, because I have. I've asked, what God, what's God's will anyway? Well, here's, a, here's a, something, a verse that really speaks to me, that gives me definition to my prayers to be in line with God's will. First Timothy 2, 1 through 4, it says, I urge you, Paul's talking to the disciples. He says, first of all, I urge you, first of all, to pray for all people. Ask God to help them. Intercede on their behalf and give thanks for them. Pray this way for kings and all who are in authority so that we can live peaceable and quiet lives marked by godliness and dignity. This is good and pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. For there is one God, and there is one mediator who can reconcile God to humanity, the man, Christ Jesus. He gave his life to purchase our freedom, the freedom for everyone. Can I get an amen? Come on, you can do better than that. Thank you for the spontaneous clapping. Uh, Here's the deal. Our God cares about this world. He gave his life on that cross, and, and I want to be a part of the mission. And I need to lead with my prayers. I'm going to go out and share my faith. I'm going to do it, but I'm going to lead in prayers. I'm going to pray and intercede for this world. Four, unanswered prayers, okay, tests our maturity. How many of you know that... Our goal in our faith is to mature in Christ. We're, we're called to growing up, right? Um, sometimes we might have maturing to do in our faith, and God knows that. And sometimes unanswered prayers gives us time to grow up, time to mature. What happens to an immature child that doesn't get its way? A little bit of a tenter, t- tantrum, like a temper tantrum, like getting a little crazy, stomping around. Uh, if you do tenter, temper tantrums with God, that's okay. You just know that you maybe have some maturing to do in your faith, and that's okay, all right? James 1, 2 through 4, he said this, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance, and perseverance finishes it wor- its work so that you may be mature, complete, not lacking anything. Mature, complete, not lacking anything. Amen. Like that, there's, a, there's, a, there's a maturing that God does through us in the waiting. Just don't be stagnant. Don't, don't sit still while you're waiting. Have action to it. The last but not least, unanswered prayers tests my faith. 
Jesus stated in Luke 18, but when the Son of Man returns, how many will he find on earth who have faith? Faith, it needs to be enduring faith. Saving faith is past, present, future. How many will he see that have faith? Our faith matters to God. Hebrews 11, 1 and 6 says, Now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. And without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. He rewards those who earnestly seek him. Persistent, faith-filled prayers please God, church. Can I get some clapping for that? Come on. Here's, here's my encouragement to you. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. Never give up. If you have a desire from God, never, never, never give up. Look at your neighbor and say, never give up. And mean it. Look at your other neighbor. Say, never give up. Praise God. That was a good one back there. Hey, I believe this. And I believe this is 100% true. As long as you are praying, you have hope because the answer's coming. I heard it somewhere. As long as you're praying, there's hope for an answer because the answer is coming. He promised it and he's going to do it, church. So never give up. Never stop praying. Our God answers prayers of his faithful. Please, he's doing a work not just through us, but in us. He made a promise. What if God wants to break into your reality right now, today? What if God wants to do a break in, breakthrough in your life? Never give up. I believe God's answers to prayer bring him glory on this earth, but I also believe that we give him glory as we're waiting for our miracle and we keep seeking and going after our God full throttle. So today, as we close this service out, I, I, we're going to do something different. Uh, we don't do this very often, but James 5 James 5 says that, hey, are you suffering? Are you sick? Are you in need? Come, come to the elders of the church. Allow them to anoint you with oil and lay hands on you and pray over you so that the sick might be well. And so today, we're going to give you an opportunity. This is our opportunity as your pastors to, to anoint you with oil, lay hands on you, and pray for you. And, and see the sick get well, the breakthrough happen in your life. I don't know what it is. If you've been waiting on God for your miracle, whatever your desire is, I want you to bring it up to the altar today. And we're going to pray over you. It may not be a long prayer. The length of the prayer doesn't matter. I really believe this. God spoke this to me. Your action of faith bringing you up here is going gonna, is gonna to be a, a testament and a sign that miracle's coming. God's going to do something supernatural in this room. I promise you. We worship a supernatural God. So we're going to, Pastor Neil and Trish are going to come up here. Becca, I'm going to be up here. And, and we're going to have anointing oil. And we're going to anoint you on the head unless you tell us different, okay? And you're like, why you got to anoint me with oil? Because it said so. Because he said to anoint them with oil, lay hands on them, and the sick person will be well. And so if you don't want oil on your, on your head, you better be putting your hand out fast because we'll put it on your hand, okay? Is that good? And if you don't want us to lay hands on you, that's okay. Don't be, like, that's not offending at all, okay? That's fine. Just let us know. But it's going to be a quick prayer 
But I trust, trust me, like God's starting something or finishing something today, and it's going to be amazing. So the band's going to bring a song, bring another song, and we're going to pray, and we're believing for miracle breakthrough right now.